Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Elliot Feldman. And Dr. Ellie Summers. And you are listening to Between Two Chairs. And so this podcast, I think, this is the first one. This is the first one. And so we're not fully ironed out on this, but what we want to embody is that things don't have to be perfect before you give them a go. Yeah, we really do. It's been a while. We've been thinking about this for a long time, and so we, we kind of figured we needed to get going. Yeah. This first podcast uh, really came out of a conversation that Ellie and I had last night uh, about her experiences with social media. And so recently, she's been putting a lot of challenging things out on social media, a lot of medically challenging things, um, and people have been coming back at her. And so she's gotten some flack in places where you probably expected it to come. Yeah, you you kind of expect it in certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, It's never easy, though. Yeah. Even when you expect it and you're, like, prepared. Yeah. So we sat around and kind of talked about what that felt like and then maybe just other aspects of being on social media. So kind of the first question I have for you is just overall, how do you use social media? So right now I'm using social media as a way to market myself and market my business, as well as try to find ways to lift people up. And in particular, I'm, I'm trying to speak very directly to women, healthcare providers, and female consumers of medicine and uh, physical therapy in general. So a lot of the messages that I'm putting out there are, are designed really to empower people, um, hopefully flex their minds a little bit, give them some education, some knowledge, background on me, some personal stuff, share some of my personality on there as well. Mm-hmm. So starting off with the good, what do you think is the most positive aspect about using social media for that? It has, social media has allowed me to express myself and to really dig deep on what I believe in and who I am and given me the platform to figure that out in front of others (laughs) to a certain regard. Yeah. Yeah. How's that felt? I mean, you've been doing this for about two years now, so like it sounds like growth oriented. Yeah, it's been a, a lot of growth. It has felt it's felt good. You know, I like when I started using social media, it was really a way to try and connect with people who knew a lot about running a business. And I was really looking for knowledge and education when I started using social media and then started to realize that I had stuff to share. And now it's become, it's become more of a way for me to express my feelings about healthcare, um, to be open with people about the truth, um, and sort of be transparent about what's going on in medicine. So do you have like a particular strategy or thing that you go through before you're about to be more honest on social media? I don't really have a strategy. You know, Mm -hmm. my strategy is like, is this a message that I believe in? And pretty much always is. Um, I do find myself thinking a lot about like, what will people think about this? Um, is this going to be something that's going to trigger people? Am I going to get any pushback for this? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm putting stuff out there, it's just a lot of the times it's like just trying to lift people up. 
just trying to make their lives better in some way. Yeah. Do you have a specific uh, target, a part of society that you think you're hitting the most or you want to hit the most? You know, I think right now I'm, I'm hitting a lot of physical therapists the most. I think that's my primary following at the moment. Um, I think that I want to be hitting more female consumers. Um, I want to be helping educate them on what good healthcare looks like and what, uh, you know, what to kind of expect from their providers and what's okay for them. Um, helping them feel more confident in themselves, whatever that means. What do you think is the key thing that's missing in that environment? Like what's your main message? My main message? To the, to that particular group. Oh, uh, freedom. It's like a message of freedom is really what it is. I want, I want the consumers who are consuming medicine to understand that they have the right to choose. And I think part of what happens to women in particular is they just, they go to the doctor and the doctor tells them what to do and they simply just believe them. And then a couple months down the line when they're not better, they're wondering why. And the reality is that I want women to feel like they always have a choice. If they go to a doctor that says something that doesn't make them feel good, they can seek a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's ultimately I'm trying to help keep people from being medicalized and free them from the traps. I think that's uh, something that would serve well to have a great example of it. Cause I, I think having people think like, Oh, I'm in there making a decision all the time, you know? So doctor is telling me, well, I can do an injection or I can get an image or I can go to physical therapy or I can take Flexerol. Like those are all choices, but what do you mean by that choice? Um, <clears throat> A lot of different things. A lot of different things come to mind. I think it's as simple as going in and if a doctor says to you, we need to do an x-ray, asking them why, or an MRI even, asking them why and is that going to change the treatment recommendations that you put forth. Um, And the reality is most of the time it's not. It's not going to change shit. And even... The part of the problem, too, is that a lot of the times those medical providers will do imaging and not provide them with all of the options. And mm-hmm. they'll say, we'll try this first. If that doesn't work, then you can go to physical therapy. And it's like, you can always go to physical therapy. Like, there should be no reason, if you're having a musculoskeletal issue, not to seek out a physical therapist's help. But the reality is that medicine doesn't set us up for success in that regard. Um, And it makes consumerism very pigeonholed into one way. When you feel like I've only got the doctor for 15 minutes and he said, I need to have an injection, I guess I'll just do the injection. And that's what you get. Hmm. Yeah. And pushing that message out into social media probably has been challenging. Oh, it's insanely challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I still haven't figured out the best way to do that. You know, you're trying to speak a common language. Um, You're trying to connect with people to help them understand that they have the choice. They have the right to say, no, I don't want that. They have the right to ask questions, even if the doctor only has 15 minutes with them. Um, And a lot of the times I'll encourage my clients to go prepared, like go prepared with questions. Um, And that can set you up for more success uh, when you're seeking out medical care. 
have you come across any other challenges? Like that's, that's a great challenge that people are coming across in medicine, you know, and trying to learn how to be more resilient against that. Obviously, it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. Um, but what about in the social media space? Have, has there been any major big challenges that you've come across there? Yeah, the biggest challenge being on the social media space is dealing with the pushback. Yeah. <laughs> the pushback from usually white men mm-hmm. and the the arguments that people want to start. That's, that's the most challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, w- strategies against those arguments or what, what do you do when something like that comes up? Uh, you know, it's taken me a couple years to try and figure that out. And I still don't really know the best solution. When I first started social media, I was like, I'm going to fight back with everything I can. And yeah. I would go back and forth and back and forth with somebody for forever, all day long. Um, and then, you know, I was like, well, that's not really that fun. So then I just started like pull way back and didn't comment at all and didn't engage at all. And that creates problems too, because then people don't really know who you are and what you stand for. Um, and so I've, I've sort of gone through a lot of different iterations on how I engage with difficult personalities or um, with people who are actively trying to like take up space on my page. But one of one of the best strategies I know for me is to set clear boundaries and that's why like if you're gonna be a sexist asshole i could potentially post who you are on social media so people know exactly who you are um if you're going to make comments that are um about you exerting your power over me i'm going to probably just delete your comment and that's the way that i set my boundaries because um, as I had kind of mentioned to you at one point, I am the police of my Instagram and my social media pages. And a lot of the times people come in there to try and police the message that I'm giving because they think it's dangerous. And I just think that's not okay with me. You are not the police of my page. You are also not the boss of me. I make my own choices. I formulate my own opinions. You don't need to come in onto my page and try and educate me about something that I know way more about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it sounds like what you're saying there is if somebody comes in there and maybe says something that um, maybe on the surface looks like the intent mm. is just to provide a, a alternate idea, that it's more than that. Oh, it is always more than that. And I think... I think that's where it gets a little tricky on social media because you can read through somebody's message and be like, oh, they're being, they're trying to be nice. They're using certain words that maybe make it seem like they're, you know, confused. But there's always other words in there that people often choose to ignore that are simply about the power that they're trying to exert Hmm. and the message that they're trying to teach you. And I'm simply not okay with that at this point in my life unless I've asked for it. And that's something we teach in healthcare too. Like you you don't go in the right way, I think, (laughs) to work with clients is to listen and to really get in touch with what they need. And I'm always going to have my own agenda, but I'm never going to insert myself into somebody's life that doesn't want me there. And I think the same needs to be held true in social media. And I have every right to say, no, that's not welcome here. Yeah. Yeah. I think the example we saw most recently was someone starting off by saying, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or can you hear me on this? You know, that, yeah. that sort of thing. It sounds on the surface to be so uh, passive and... And genuine. And genuine. Mm-hmm. And really that they're just trying to sort of softly come in and say their side. Um, but really in the root of that, it's, it was much more like you you're way off yeah and this is where i think you need to be was the tone of the information in it yeah and for me this is called manipulative behavior okay <laughs> you know and manipulative language mm-hmm. and white men who are trying to exert power will use manipulative language to try and get this is okay this is not all white men you know i need to make that disclaimer right <laughs> <laughs> i'm married to you you're white yeah you're a man um and you're wonderful but This is a behavior that occurs in regular life, too, where a manipulative man seems like he's a nice guy and he's got a lot of friends who are like all about him. They can't possibly fathom why I would feel the way I do. Mm -hmm. And the same is true on social media. White man comes in and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Maybe you need to hear me on this. Blah, 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 blah. And he uses language to manipulate the situation to make it seem like he is well-intended. But his only intention, and typically in those scenarios, is to come in and be dominant. And that is not something... That's something that I'm going to be triggered by in an instant because I've had a lot of shitty experiences with white men, not only on social media, but within my personal life, that have indicated to me that I'm not safe I'm not safe anymore in that space. And so, yeah, I, I'll shut it down. And I'm, I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to placate to somebody's behavior that way, even if they are well-intended. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not worth my time and energy to try and spend all day trying to talk back and forth and giving him the space that he wants to exert power and dominance over me on my page. Right, exactly. So that, yeah. that's like the, we, I think we used the word ownership at one point when we were talking about this, like the reaching out to, in your message to say there's this other message and that you need to listen to it is sort of saying, I have ownership to tell you that you are yeah. not right in some way. Yeah, it's, it's saying I have, he's trying to say he deserves the space here. Yeah. He deserves the space to be here and to be listened to and heard. Yeah. And the reality is that he doesn't. Like, it, it it's, yeah, he doesn't. So it's, it's not his audience. It's not his audience. Yeah. And it's, um, it's my audience. And I want to protect myself, but I also want to protect my audience. And so um, I don't think it's in my favor to go back and forth with this type of person on my page publicly. It only works in my disadvantage and I will either be seen as the bitch who's being too angry or the pushover who let this man take up space on a space that's supposed to be empowering women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially on a, mes- a message that's empowering women. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, if you were to look at the thread that we're talking about, yeah. 
so many people through that thread are saying, thank you for this message. This is a great message. I totally agree. I love it. And the people that are saying that are women Mm -hmm. because they're the ones who have felt like they've been put in a box when it comes to movement and they're not allowed to take up space in general. And they're not allowed to be in the gym and be comfortable because people are staring, people are looking, people are watching, people are checking them out and, you know, oogling over them. So to me, it's inappropriate type of behavior and I am not going to placate to that type of personality. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't give me what you think unless I ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can you can give me what you think if you're gonna be kind. Yeah. True. You know, but if you're going to come in and be like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, and I'm sorry, listen to me, <laughs> hear me. Do you hear me? Yeah. No, I don't fucking hear you. Get <laughs> off. <laughs> I don't need to hear you. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any um, advice that you might give somebody who maybe is watching something like that happen on social media, watching somebody uh, get owned in yeah. their own space? Like, do you have any advice to somebody on the sidelines when they see something like that? I see women get owned all the fucking time and it irritates the shit out of me because I know why they do it. I know they're doing it to try and make people comfortable, trying to make men comfortable. And I think that's, you know, every, I've done it before too. I do it still in my daily life. Um, My advice is to like have clear boundaries. And if you're okay going back and forth and being made to feel smaller because of a comment a man made on your social media page and you're okay letting him take up space and do all that, that's fine. That's on you. Um, I'm just going to encourage you to know that you deserve to set those clear boundaries and you don't have to play nice. You do not have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone has described you recently as being a fire. Yeah. And that there's two ways to kind of deal with a situation. You know, one is to try to cool it down and one is to take it head on. Yeah. You know, I'm not afraid to be a fire online. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, and I think that's why I like social media is Mm -hmm. because it allows me to express my fire because I have fire. I've had fire my whole life. Um, but society, uh, socially does not allow me to express my fire because it's not socially acceptable. Social media allows me to express my fire because it's my page, it's my voice, it's my message. Typically, you know, I'm the only one involved in like producing the content. So um, it's been a great avenue for me to like play with that a little bit and find a certain level of acceptance in it, which has given me more acceptance in myself and made me feel even more comfortable bringing fire socially in my life socially like into just regular outside not on the internet yeah like with my clients in particular Mm -hmm. i'm i'm typically not too afraid to bring fire to them and not in a negative way by any means but to make it clear that i set clear boundaries in health care Mm -hmm. like it's not okay to push a woman around and put her into a situation where she feels uncomfortable about a treatment it's not okay to say things about a woman's body that do not serve her recovery at all and just make you feel powerful. It's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
things like things like that. Oh, things like, you know, you have wide hips and that's why you have knee pain. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Right. No. Or your hormones are the reason or, why mm-hmm. you all of a sudden can't run after having a baby. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Things like that. You know, there's a sense of fragility in healthcare about how we manage and treat women, and I'm just over it. Yeah. Yeah. Fragility is a great word. I mean, mm-hmm. fragility is, I, I think that's the sense that, you know, I see in healthcare from my point of view as well. It's just this feeling that our body won't adapt to the things that we do. And it's the least optimistic viewpoint you can possibly have. Exactly. And it is amazing that it makes its way in. It's, and, it's very subtle and subversive because it's culturally accepted yeah and it's not only culturally accepted by the majority of males but by the majority of females as well like women women a lot of the times because of the social conditioning they believe they're fragile they believe that after they have a baby relaxin makes them fragile and for those of you who don't know relaxin is a hormone that comes through your body to help loosen up your joints um, and persists through breastfeeding and that sort of thing. It, it doesn't make you fragile. It doesn't mean that you're going to fall apart if you try and lift something heavy. Um, but that social conditioning is pervasive on both sides of the fence in terms of gender. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very much going to bring the fire to women and men in that regard as it pertains to the perspective on a woman. Yeah. That's great. So anything um, more you'd add about your experience on social media or on even how to safeguard yourself against the negative feelings on social media? I don't think there's a great way to safeguard yourself. Um, I think some people that I've talked to have found ways to safeguard themselves. Um, And that might be because of their personality, that they're okay sort of playing the fence a little bit. Um, I think that if you want to be expressing yourself more on social media, you just got to start doing it. You've got to stay consistent. You've got to um, take action on putting a message out there, something that you believe in. You know, I'm not going to profess to be an expert on social media at all. I don't have a huge following, but I do think that uh, it's a great place to connect with people and find ways to express yourself to help others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really great. Thanks. Yeah. Anything else you'd add? I mean, obviously, we're now we're trying to get even more presence on the Internet of Things. I know. I know. Uh, you know, I think I just I have had a really tough time with white men on social media. I'm really triggered by them. And so I just want to add that it's OK to feel things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am not if somebody comments on my page that you know, doesn't agree with me, I'm going to feel it. And I'm not immune. I'm not a brick wall. I do not, you know, have a thick skin. People always talk about this thick skin you have to have. I don't have it. It doesn't really exist. But the best way that I've found to sort of ease my emotional struggles about it is one, acknowledge that I'm allowed to feel. I'm allowed to feel shit if you're being a dick. And two, I'm also allowed to shut it down. And typically that's going to be a more easy route to go. And it just depends on how much of a fight I'm willing to put in. You know, I've seen racist shit online and um, sexist shit. 
there are lines that I'm willing to draw there, um, especially if it's people that I follow and I know I'll draw those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's actually a big point, you know, to kind of come back and highlight, you know, that you have the ability to shut it down. Yeah. You know, I think that's when we were talking last night just about your experience in social media, it to me was like, why would you take that a comment off? Why wouldn't you challenge the comment back? Because I was looking, I, I get help or uh, learn from people's ability to counteract alternate thought processes, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to see what you would say to that, you know, that would help me learn. Um, and I think that that exposed to me that I'm not thinking about it from other points of view. Yeah. You know, that your point of view of what that feels like from your side is far more negative than just allowing the conversation to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and we, we've talked about this before, but we talked about Adam Meekins, yeah. you know, and he, he's, he fights back. And I love that. And I'll fight back sometimes too, but I use my fight and my posts. That's my fight back. Hmm. And so then I get comments fighting back on me. And um, Adam Eakins can go toe-to-toe with people like that because he is a man. And both on both sides of the coin, almost every time I, I bet Adam's fighting mostly with men. I'm sure he fights with women too, but <laughs> <laughs> but I typically get most comments from men. And uh, I think that there's just this inherent feeling in me not to trust myself. And this sense that I am probably wrong. And I always have that subtle voice in there being like, Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Men don't feel that way a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they do. Yeah. I don't know. But I think they they tend to come at it with a lot more confidence. Yeah. Um, and whenever I engage in conversations like that, I just know it chips away at my confidence. Um, and I'm again, as we kind of already talked about, I'm either going to be l- looking like a total bitch by coming back and coming back hard. Or I'm going to look like a pushover for giving this man space on my page. Yeah. yeah. It's a lose-lose. Lose-lose. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I think I'm exhausted about questions about social media. Yeah. I think that was a good start. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yeah. So everybody, this is going to be kind of what we're going to do. And obviously we're not going to pull punches you know, we we might pull some punches. Yeah, we, I got we fire. Might. I might throw some fire bombs. Well, that's throwing punches, not <laughs> pulling punches. Oh, I don't yeah. know if I know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> a pulling a punch would be like you know not saying, "Oh, I struggle dealing with white men." Oh. You know, you might just say, "I struggle with dealing with people oh, on yeah. the internet." Uh, we're not. We're unapologetic. Unapologetic. Here. That's you know. That's part of my mission is unapologetically empowering her. Yes. To be strong against the odds, exactly. and I really, truly believe in trying to embody this message of being unapologetic. I'm fucking tired. I'm sick and tired of the bullshit that goes on in medicine. I'm sick and tired of the bullshit that people believe all over the place that have absolutely no clue that they're spreading bullshit. So 
It's just, there's, yeah, there's, we're not holding anything back. It's no more apologies. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be using curse words and all the things. And um, at some point, I really believe we may even be calling out our profession. Oh, I think we can do that. We'll do that <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. I know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, this is going to be kind of a fun project for ourselves. It's definitely not going to be polished for a while, so you're going to get knit and gritty, random talking about random things sometimes. But hopefully you guys like it. Yeah, we're going to have fun. Elliot and I have fun together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, peace Signing out. Signing out.